Greetings, this is Olive, the Feminine Princess on the Art and Science of Femininity, sharing with you the treasures, riches, and secrets of feminine creativity and knowledge for women who follow Christ. So the story of Rahab is in the book of Joshua and it starts chapter 2 and so the backdrop to this story is that Moses has just died and Joshua is about to lead the children of Israel into the promised land that the Lord has promised them and that's where we open up right where Joshua has already received the baton if you will or the anointing uh, from Moses to now be the leader of the children of Israel and so it reads and Joshua the son of Nun sent out to Shittim two men to spy secretly saying go view the land even Jericho and they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there it was told of the king of Jericho saying behold there came men and hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country and the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab saying bring forth the men that are come to thee which are entered into thine house for they be come to search out all the country and the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus there came men unto me but i wist not whence they were and it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate when it was dark that the men went out whither the men went i wot not pursue them after quickly for ye shall overtake them but she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax which she had laid in order upon the roof and the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the forts. As soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord has given you the land. And that your terror is falling upon us. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you. When ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side of the Jordan, Sehon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray thee swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my father's house, and give me a true token, that ye shall save alive my father and my mother, and my brethren and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And all the men answered her, Our life for yours if you utter not this our business and it shall be when the lord hath given us the land we will deal kindly and truly with thee 
Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get ye to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go in your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread into the window, which you did let us down by, and you shall bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and thine household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thine house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. And she said, According to your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. And they went and came into the mountain, and abode there three days, until the pursuers were returned. And the pursuers sought them throughout the way, but found them not. So the two men returned and descended from the mountain. And passed over and came to Joshua the son of Nun, and told him all the things that befell them. And they said unto Joshua, Truly the Lord has delivered unto our hands all the land, for even all the inhabitants of the country do faint because of us. And that glorious story has a completion in chapter 6, verse 17 and then 22 through 25 reads, and this is Joshua giving instructions to the children that are getting ready to possess the land. He says, And the city shall be a curse, even it, and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. But Joshua said unto the two men that spied out the country, Go to the harlot's house, and bring out thence the woman, and all that she has, as you swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in, and brought out Rahab, and her father, and her mother, and her brethren, and all that she had. And they brought out all her kindred, and left them without the camp of Israel. And they burnt the city with fire, and all that was therein, only the silver, and the gold, and the vessels, of brass and iron they put into the treasury of the house of the Lord. And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive and her father's house and all that she had. And she dwelt in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent out to spy out Jericho. What a beautiful story. There's so many precious jewels here. First, let's go more into Rahab's name. Her name means wide and spacious, which is amazing because in Genesis, in Genesis, there's a story about Isaac once he fleed his family's home after taking the birthright and blessing from his older brother. He went into the land and he dug up some wells that belonged to his grandfather, Abraham. And so every time he would 
dig up these wells, these enemies came against him and said, that's our well. And they did this about two or three times. And finally, he dug up a well and they didn't contest him for it. And so he called that place Rehoboth. And he said, because the Lord has made room for us. And so Rahab's name is actually a derivative of this Rehoboth and means spacious and room and whiteness in the land. So already her name is tied in to Hebraic culture, whether she knew it or not. So let's look at her story. First, we see a woman who belongs to another camp, another nation, another tribe that is not in the children of Israel, but this tribe has heard about the children of Israel and how the Lord has fought mightily for them, which is interesting because we can also extract that to today, that the Lord will fight mightily for us and others will hear of it. So this woman hears of all the wonderful things that the Lord has done for this group of people and she's terrified. She knows that their God is, is very powerful and, and can outdo their own gods that they serve and she already puts it in her heart that these people are one to fear and are fearful and have the true God behind them and based on that it's so interesting that the, the Lord allowed these two spies to come into her home of all the people in this nation they found her and she was already prepared in her heart to receive these two men and she makes a pact with them and as she makes this pact um, I believe that during her agreement or covenant with these two spies that she goes through some sort of spiritual and mental and heartfelt conversion to help these people. She knows who they are and she has seen God fight for them. So she decides already to align herself with these group of people by helping them. And she thinks ahead. She doesn't just say, I'll help them for now. But she says, you know what? I know what their plans are. I know they're going to overtake the city. And because of that, I'm going to think about how to secure my life. And she doesn't only think of herself. This is the amazing thing. I mean, looking back in my life and my immaturity, of course, I thought of myself. You know, but the Lord matured me out of that many years ago. And she thought of her family. She thought of her brothers and her sisters, her mom and her father. She thought of her whole family. She understood that wealth is in the generations. And so she thought quickly of their security and made this covenant, this agreement, this pact with these two men who think on the spot as well. and. and agree with her to everything that she desires. I love that she acts very quickly in concealing them after her own people come to her for them and she is willing to lie, to lie to her own people in order to support the true children of the Lord. That's amazing that she had no preconceived scheme, she had no pre-thought-out plan 
she thought all of this on the spot because she knew who the Lord was and who these children were. And because of that, she decides to deceive her own people in order to align herself and pledge allegiance to the children of God, to the children of Israel. And in doing that, she actually worships God. If you watch my video about names, then you know that calling out the Lord's name and calling out his nature and calling out his character and attributes is a form of worship to him. So in a sense, as she is given this opportunity to help God's people, she worships God and God remembers that and puts it in the heart of these children as well as Joshua to save her and her whole family. After the strategy of escape was put into place for her and her family, she follows the instruction. I mean, how many of us we've given, been given a strategy, do we follow it to a T? Do we follow every nuance and every detail in order to secure? its outcome sometimes God gives us an instruction and if we don't follow it meticulously like Noah did with the ark and like Moses did to the tabernacle can you imagine if Noah did not follow those instructions meticulously water probably would have seeped into his ark and Moses if he didn't follow the instructions to build the tabernacle according to God's desire which was a pattern after the tabernacle or temple in the heavenlies. Can you imagine God not showing up and those people coming year after year to give a sacrifice and God not accepting it because the foundation wasn't built correctly? So I think from here we can see Rahab is following the instructions so perfectly that it secures her and her whole family to escape and not only escape, not only live during this time, but she becomes a part of the children of Israel, not just as a stranger either. If you understand what occurs in her life after this passage, after this event, she actually gets married and her child is Boaz. She births Boaz. And we know the story Boaz goes with Ruth. And if you watch my story about Ruth, then you understand the significance of Boaz in her life. And after Boaz, they begat, <laughs> biblical term, they birth Obed. And after Obed, he begets or births Jesse, and then comes David. And so this harlot, who has converted in her heart to join herself with the covenant people, with the people of the Lord, she becomes in direct lineage to David, who is king over Israel. And not only David, down the lineage, the genealogy from David comes Jesus. So you go from Rahab, this harlot that converts into Boaz,
into David, into Jesus. Do you see the significance? It's showing us God is so merciful that he says it doesn't matter what you did before you came to me. It doesn't matter the lifestyle you live. It doesn't matter the things you've done. If you convert wholly in your heart and you accept my covenant and follow its instruction and love me wholly, then I will have a great purpose for your life. It may seem insignificant now. It may seem small and little, but in the future, its generations will produce something greater than you ever imagined. And that is part of Hebraic culture. And so her femininity is just beautiful. She decides to put away her old ways, to care for these two men, to make a plan with them and a plot, to save her family and, and um, demonstrate love and kindness and thinking of their welfare and well-being instead of just her own. And to have a great destiny with a great people she's heard about. So I want to take this opportunity because of her background and her history to talk about the sexual industry and in the future I plan on making a video about how pornography is very, very influential in the femininity woman's life and I'll explain in that video how it affects us and why, even if we're not involved in it, why it's its effects are still influencing us. So I want to talk about this sex industry that we have today. You know, being a harlot or a prostitute, being in the porn industry, whether it's soft porn or hard porn, being um, in a brothel or a strip club, all of these industries. I've spoken to those indirectly involved with the escape from these industries and I was given this information which was virtually true of all the women who enter and stay in that industry that those women unfortunately were greatly abused especially sexually throughout their lives and usually earlier in their life and so they enter these industry seeking validation, seeking an identity, seeking esteem, and they believe going into this industry that it would provide that for them. And once they get caught up in it, they get, they realize the truth that it does not provide these things. And sometimes they feel stuck in it. One woman's experience explains how she got into runway modeling and that led into nude photography and that, that led into stripping and porn, which led into prostitution. And she mentioned that it was a very slippery slope uh, between those industries or those um, expressions of sexuality. So in honor of Rahab, I would like to promote the health, the healing, and the self-esteem of women who are coming out of that industry or desire to come out of it. I am going to put up some resources that would help and these resources are wonderful because they help a woman realize 
her identity is not rooted in attention or the fame or the acts or even the payment that's received. The identity is rooted in Christ and these organizations make that known through love and in love. They are very loving. I checked into them myself and they are not at all condemning or condescending. Matter of fact, they were actually born or birthed from women who did leave the industry and found Christ and desire to help other women as well. So I found five resources and these women, all of these women, God bless them. They are great, they are wonderful, they're beautiful and they are ready to help. So if you need this assistance, please don't hesitate to contact these women. They're very discreet as well as if you know someone who would like to leave the industry or you believe needs to be reached. These women are just anointed at what they do. So I found seven organizations that I'll briefly mention and again their links will be in the bio and I will put them up on the screen. We have Hookers for Jesus, JC Girls, which are at the Rock Church, Strip Church, XXX Church, Fighting for Our Daughters, Rahab Crew from the City Women of Toowoomba, and Rahab Ministries. So I hope that information has been useful and helpful to you. Let's pray now. Thank you, Lord, so much for allowing us to look into the story of Rahab and discover her femininity and her beautiful conversion to the Hebraic culture, as well as her purpose, her purpose in the birthing of Boaz and David and Christ. We ask, Lord, that you also put into our hearts to be mindful of the decisions we make and the actions we take, knowing that they are going to affect our future generations. And if we make the right choices and if we abide by all your instructions, then it will be a good destiny for our generations, that you will meet them as you have met Rahab and the ones that she birthed, and you even gave her a second chance in life, a, a new, a renewed lifestyle and mindset. I ask that you do that for us today. I thank you, Lord, that if there's any woman out there seeking Christ, seeking God, seeking Jesus, that wants to come closer to him, that wants to invite him in it in her life that you come into her life now that she will open arms and open hands receive him and decide to live for him and to learn more about him that she may live to please him and if there's any woman out there that's in the sexual industry or is leaving it and needs support needs help with uh, growing her esteem and her identity and her image that she will seek 
one of one or more of the resources you've given me to share with her and that she will not feel ashamed that you will take away any shame any embarrassment any shyness about this and that you will remove it from her forever because jesus you said that you will not put your people to shame. You said you took all of our shame for us on the cross. None of us is without sin. We all come to you needing not only a savior, but to wipe out our past. So let them not be ashamed for anything that they've done, knowing we've all done something and we all need repentance. I ask that you fill their hearts with love and let them know that someone loves them and is praying for them and these women are, are standing by ready to help them and they love them as well. I pray that you give us peace and rest and harmony in our day. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's program is sponsored by Olive Swan. You can visit her at oliveswan.peach, browse her store, Pink Peach and Cream, and request a consultation or workshop in her local area. Subscribe to her blog at thefeminineprincess.com, watch her YouTube videos, and find the podcast notes at theartandscienceoffemininity.com.